0: I am so excited about today's guest. She went from being a tomboy to being a model to, she still models now, I believe, but her primary purpose, drive role is that of a mom, a health coach, a personal trainer, and the founder of Body by Finch. Rachel Finch is joining us from all the way over in Australia to talk all about wellness wellness we're so excited to have you here. She is an Australian TV host, a model, a beauty pageant title holder. She was awarded the People's Choice Award for the 2006 Miss Teen Australia and finished as the third runner-up at Miss Universe in 2009. She was also on Dancing with the Stars, one of my favorite shows, along with The Rest of the World, where she met the father of her two beautiful kids. And so we are so excited to have you here today thank you so much for coming Rach.
1: Oh it's my absolute pleasure that's the whirlwind introduction it's amazing thinking back to all those beautiful memories and experiences that I've been able to to have so thank you. (laughs) Does it feel real
0: to you like when I read that out that you've done all of these things I mean obviously you're such a hard worker and showing up every day does it sink in for you that that's you that I just
1: described? It's still a little funny. No. I think for me I'm always just trying my best to really soak up every single moment and live in every single experience as wholesome and wholeheartedly as I can. So when you look back on it like that, you think, "Oh wow, we we have traveled quite a lot. We've done we've done quite a bit there." But when I'm actually in the moment, I'm just going I'm so full. I'm grateful. I love this. Next, I want to achieve this. Let's work on this. So it's yeah, it's a big picture looking at it from the past and in hindsight. But yeah, I've definitely tried my best to really be immersive in every single moment and just live the experience as fully as I can.
0: And it seems to me from an outside perspective, and I mean, obviously, we know Instagram isn't 100% real. But it really looks like you do embody that and that you do live that. I mean, honestly, I'm like looking at everything that you've done and your social media pages. And I'm like, this woman is freaking perfect. Like she's running empire. She's got her two kids. They're all eating amazing, beautiful, healthy food. Her skin has got like the glow that people pay Thousands of dollars
1: for like is there anything wrong with you? Um <laughs> I could write a novel about this. Yes, yeah, there totally are, and I try my best to show a really balanced picture, especially on Insta Insta stories in all of my lives, of what it is really like at home for us. Because as you said, we're we're juggling a multitude of businesses, clients, television shows that we're hosting, the kids the school drop-off, school pickup, toddlers, you know, it's a non-stop juggle. And of course, with that naturally comes so many aspects in life that you just go, I've got to breathe through this. If I don't breathe and just relax, I am going to absolutely burst. So yeah, like I experience all of that. I experience anxiety. I experience fear. I experience stress. I get sometimes that sore tight throat because I have overworked myself. I went through a period in my life when I was eighteen and nineteen where I was way too strict on my diet and my exercise, to the point where I lost my menstrual cycle for over two years. And that's quite a long time, something so natural for the body not happening for so long. And was it anyone's fault? Absolutely not. It was my own perception of what I thought I needed to look like in order to book jobs and work in the industry but you know with that came a lot of symptoms i was constantly tired fatigue i would go to bed at seven and wake up at seven 12 hours sleep and i would still be lethargic i was moody i was grumpy i was restricting what i ate and then i would binge eat and then get on the treadmill for the next day for two hours like it was just this vicious cycle of unhealthy behavior so i just woke up one day and i thought I've got to make a change. I'm tired of being tired. And I just slowly started nourishing myself and reading more and researching. And the biggest thing was listening to my body. What does my body need to thrive and to really be that best version of itself? And I took a health coaching course. I studied personal training. I really try to engulf my brain and body as much as I can in this beautiful holistic way of living and what what's the natural solution? Like I try to always think, well instead of taking that or reverting to say panadol if I had a headache, what's the natural solution? Because at the end of the day the body is always working in our favor. You know, it's never waking up going, I'm going to work against Rachel today. Let's put all our defenses up and let's just really just just out of spite, let's just go against her. That it's always going, Okay, how are we going to help? Let's detox, let's nourish, let's rebuild, let's repair, let's rejuvenate. So we need to give our body and and our brain and our mind as much nourishment and love as we can to help it get through the day-to-day chores and structure of, of this overwhelming life that we're running. So yeah, it took me years. It's taken me since that time I lost my menstrual cycle to actually get my body back on track and really learn how to dive deep into my soul and nourish my body from ground root levels and so yes my life is definitely not perfect and we go through a lot of ridiculous stuff
0: (laughs) well thank you so much for sharing that and for all of those little pieces of wisdom that you shared in there listening to your body is so so important really figuring out what feeds your soul looking for natural options, the fact that our body is always working with us and not against us. So many women, I feel like, are in this war against their body, where it's like their body versus them. It's them trying to control their weight, trying to control what they need to eat, trying to control their thoughts. We're at war with ourselves. How do you start to repair that relationship? How do you move And how did you move personally from that place where you're essentially at war to a more peaceful (laughs) spot?
1: Mm, It's really difficult because when you're in the midst of it and when you feel like you are being suffocated in a way through a toxic life that just has you feel like you're really bogged down deep, it's hard to imagine yourself in a healthy, vibrant, nourishing place because you just think, nothing will work for me. I've tried everything. But the fact of the matter is, there is light. And I think you've just the first step is, you've got to find something in your mind that is some ray of positive light. And just to say, I'm going to make this first step, there is hope for me. And you know what, I deserve it. So I think that is the very first step. And the next step for me was removing the toxic overload. So I thought about it from a mind, body and soul approach. It wasn't just, I've got to start eating right. I've got to eat a good balance of carbohydrates, fats, protein sources, fermented veg. Like It wasn't just thinking about what was on my plate. It was thinking of it from an overall perspective. Who were the people I was hanging around? What language was I using? How was I speaking to myself? What thoughts were coming into my head when I looked into the mirror? What's in my house? Have I got toxic ingredients being put onto my skin every single day what water am i drinking is it filtered or is it filled with chlorine what am i doing throughout the day to move and nourish my body am i flogging myself at the gym for a massive 45 minute session and lifting heavy weights every single day and just overloading my muscles and my body and and creating all this oxidization in my body or am i being intuitive am i listening to my body am i thinking you know what Today, I'm just going to go for a 20-minute walk because that's all I feel like. And you know what? I did a big workout yesterday, and I do not need to overload and stress my body more. So I had to think about lifting the stress. Where was the toxins and the stress in my life? And how could I lift those up as evenly as possible in order to start letting my body's natural ability come out to play? So once I started going, okay, I'm taking out, I'm I'm balancing my meals, I'm reducing the stressful relationships and conversations in my life, I'm switching to natural products, I'm starting to drink more filtered water, I'm seeing more sunlight throughout the day, I'm walking and I'm nourishing my body through movement versus hardcore gym exercises that, not just saying gym exercises are all bad, but I'm just giving the example of the repetition and the dangerous effects of going intense all the time. So once I started to do all these little things, it wasn't just one or the other. Then I started to think, okay, wow, I'm I'm now starting to connect my brain and mind and my body is now all starting to connect and work in unison with each other, which which was beautiful.
0: And what happened when you started doing that? Like how long did it take for this stuff, for these tools as you implemented them to start to cause some effect and to start working in your life?
1: Mm, it's a really good question because you know immediately once you start making a change there is something that shifts within your mind that signals to you that you're doing something for yourself and already even in that split second that is a positive outcome that is something nourishing for the body but of course as common sense has it the more time you invest in making these changes the greater the result is going to be at the end of the day so perhaps after a couple of months that I started to really make all of these habits an actual routine and a part of my day-to-day life. You know, Within two to three months, I was almost a different person. My period started to come back. I started to feel more of a cycle and a flow with my body. And then to be honest, it's taken 10 years to get to where I am now. And obviously, I'm still juggling with certain feelings and things that pop up all the time. And it's not that Okay. I've woken up. I'm fixed. I'm great. I don't need to do anything else. It's the commitment now that I've made every single day. I know I need to meditate. It's a non-negotiable for me. It's just like brushing my teeth. I'm brushing my mind. I eat a certain way because I know what makes me feel good. I choose not to eat processed food because I don't want to wake up with brain fog. I don't want to wake up sluggish. I don't want to wake up tired. I choose to regularly go to an infrared sauna because I know what it's doing for my body, and I'm traveling a lot, I'm on planes, I'm in very toxic environments with recycled air, etc. I choose to do these certain things because it's a way of life for me, and I know through research and experimentation with my body what works.
0: Yeah, when you talk about still having thoughts or moments where you struggle, what does that? Look like for you because I think in this health and wellness world, and especially with people who are coaching and teaching this, there's almost this. It's like we have to maintain a level of perfection <laughs> with everything. Mm. We're not allowed to yes. have any breaks ourselves, and I'm kind of sick and tired of it because I think personally that the best teachers and healers are still face to face every once in a while with their own struggles, and that allows us to connect to other people. So I'm curious to know for you. What are those things that come up for you every once in a
1: while? So many different things. It could be a thought. It could be a, an insecurity about what's my husband thinking about. It could be why haven't I got a call from from that particular client yet? What are they thinking? It could be I'm a bad mum because I've done X, Y, or Z. Or I'm on my phone again when I should really be having full attention to what my kids are doing right now. Any of these thoughts and feelings—they're so natural. They pop up for us all the time. I think it's definitely just a part of our human species and it's, it's it's natural. The first thing that I try to do is remember that it is totally normal. So it's normal for me to question what people are thinking about me. It's normal for me to assess and judge my body because these are normal emotions. So the first thing I just I try to always remember is, that's normal, let it just flow over me and let it just wash over me like a normal emotion. Because I feel like the moment I start blocking and not letting that emotion come into my body and then out of my body naturally, I feel like that will set me up for even more damage long term. So I'm going, okay, why would I think like that? All right, well, that's normal. And then I'm quick to change it. So I want to try and get my mind into a positive mindset as quickly as possible to be able to reassure my brain and my body that, no, I am worth it. I'm trying to get into a positive mindset straight away. And for each circumstance, that's going to be entirely different, whether it's the way I look at myself, whether it's the what the the interpretation I have about my husband's thoughts or, you know, somebody else that, that I don't know too well. I'm always leaning toward a place of gratitude, joy and optimism. And those avenues for me are just so much more nourishing and provide a lot more for me long term than what the other ones do. Shame, fear, regret, disappointment, all of those ones. So I don't deny them that they're coming into my body, but then I choose to go down the other path.
0: And all of those things that you just mentioned that pop into your mind, pop into my mind. And I'm sure so many people who are listening right now have their coffees with us or nodding their heads being like, oh, I thought that too. We get hard on ourselves and say, you know, you shouldn't be thinking that. So I love this tool that you just shared of letting it flow through you separating from it a little bit, and then really flipping it and moving into a space of gratitude. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, I have a question. Do you ever eat an Oreo or ice cream or like something processed? Or is that a hard no? <laughs>
1: um, it's funny, I, I don't think I've eaten something like that. Ooh, probably for like a good 10. Sounds so bad. But a good 10 years or so. I want to send you a pack of Oreos. I totally, I'm going to send you a box full of yummy goodies for you to just like try one, not to sabotage at all. Oh my God, it would be so funny. It'd be interesting to see my body's reaction. However, in saying that, I eat chocolate every day. So I have sweet treats every single day without fail. Last night, I had a hot chocolate after dinner. The day before, I made banana muffins. The day before that, I made homemade chocolate with maple syrup, cacao powder, coconut oil and some vanilla essence left that in the freezer it froze and I had this chocolate brittle and that went so quickly the day before that I made some coconut ice cream that like I'm always eating treats and delicious amazing food that I consider to be treats but they're just cleaner and I just try to make them from scratch and I just use healthier ingredients instead of processed sugar and and all the additives the gums the preservatives, etc. It's a catch-22. Yes, I do enjoy them, but I haven't had any of that kind of traditional processed packaged food for oh, the last time I walked into a fast food restaurant. I, I honestly can't even remember. It would have been when I was that 18 or 19, and that was like 12 years ago now.
0: <laughs> yes, and I'm on the same page in regards to nourishing yourself and not depriving yourself with beautiful homemade foods and treats and it not always coming from packages, but I also definitely eat chips and Oreos and I'm not going to lie
1: about that. And that's good. Everyone feeds their soul differently, you know, and, and I even when grandma comes over to pick up Violet for a Saturday and she takes her out and goes to the cafe, they'll order a baby Chino and she'll have her marshmallow and, you know, she might get a croissant or a little piece of cake and That's okay. From time to time, I've got to understand that that's a part of life, but I just choose to make specific choices with my meals and my own body.
0: Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Entry anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babel subscription, but only for our listeners at Babbel.com slash Raw Beauty Talks. Get 55% off at Babbel.com slash Raw Beauty Talks. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L over. And on that note, we will be right back after a word from this episode's sponsor. As you may or may not know, I've been off coffee for the last year as it really wasn't helping my anxiety, but I still wanted something delicious to sip on while I worked. So I was super excited when I discovered Four Sigmatic and their insanely delicious superfood drink mixes, which combine the power of mushrooms with yummy things like cacao and turmeric. My favorite blend is the mushroom cacao mix, which is my go-to for that mid-afternoon moment when I'm craving something chocolatey, or it also... So love it as a treat before bed. Made with reishi mushrooms, which help boost the immune system and are also shown to have a calming effect, it is perfect for anybody who's looking for a little more zen in their life. Organic, paleo, and vegan, each mix comes perfectly prepped in its own package, so you just have to add water or your favorite nut milk. I should also mention that they do not taste like mushrooms at all. You just get all the benefits of the mushrooms that are in it. For the coffee lovers out there, they've also got you covered with blends made from organic Arabica beans so that as you sip that daily java, you are getting a boost of the good stuff. Head to www.foursigmatic.com slash rawbeauty15 to get 15% off your online order. That's foursigmatic.com slash rawbeauty15. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about motherhood as we discuss figuring out what foods to feed our kids and mom life slash work life. How do you balance everything that you're doing because you, you're you doing so many different things and you are traveling a ton, what does your day look like?
1: My days are always incredibly different. So I could wake up and be doing something different throughout every single week, and whether that be I'm hosting a television show here in Australia at the moment called House of Wellness, which is on air on Sunday. For that, we're shooting stories leading up to the actual in-studio show I could be working on radio, I could be working on my apparel range, I could be shooting for different clients that I work for, I could be creating content for my online health and fitness program, Body by Finch, I could be doing a meetup with the girls on our program. I love it because every week looks so different and I think I'm a person that has always thrived on change. I feel like when I'm stagnant or I'm doing the same thing all the time, I feel like my creativity can't flow and I'm, I'm not evolving. So I, I really love trying to separate my work and create different environments for myself all the time. I'm traveling a lot. And amongst that, we've got two kids. So Violet's five and Dom is two. And the difficult part is. I think what they need in their life is stability and routine (laughs) so (laughs) I've got I've got to create this life of change and, and, and evolution for me and then with the kids I'm trying to create this very routine like environment for them to thrive so I think the thing is with us is my husband and I we're just really open with our communication and for us Talking about things and being open every single day has been a non-negotiable for us. You know, every night before we go to bed, we discuss what we've got coming up the next day. You know, when we're in in that day, we know exactly our plans, what's going on. We're talking about moving forward, what dreams, what goals we want. But we're always very open with our thoughts and feelings and that transparency and that honesty is something that I think is very undervalued in in relationships. And, you know, sometimes you do have to step up to the plate and be a little bit vulnerable and say what you're thinking and say, no, well, I'm not okay with that. How can we work through this? Because that's the only way you're kind of going to get to a good place and going to get to a fluid place if you put everything up front at first. So Misha and I are really great to working as a team because If you don't know, we actually work together and we're life partners. So our kitchen is our is our office. (laughs) So we are in our pockets 24-7. And we also are married and we're a couple and we want to try and share these beautiful moments when we're not talking about work and we are talking about work. So I think it's important one to have communication with whoever it is you're doing life with or even if you're doing it on your own being open with communication with your support team around you or your kids or keeping a journal so you're communicative on your own and you're making sure that you know what's going on I think that's absolutely crucial and the next thing in terms of balancing everything for me has always been ensuring that you're giving yourself time mentally to get off that hamster wheel whatever that might mean for you, if that's having your cup of tea on the balcony for five minutes to just breathe in the morning, whether that be fully sitting down in a passive meditative state and for 20 to 30 minutes just being present, whether that be going for a walk along the beach to start your day, whether that be taking the dog outside down to the dog park and just breathing in the fresh air, whatever it takes for your mind to get off that wheel that we are constantly on 24 hours a day, seven days a week, do it and do it more often so that you're nourishing yourself. And when you come out of those spaces, like when I finish my meditation, I always think to myself, gee, it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. (laughs) You kind of go, oh, I I was really making it out to be full on, but it's not that difficult. We can get through that. It really allows your mind and body to just become a lot more clear. Mm -hmm. You said that you
0: are really dedicated to your meditation and and your daily practice. What does that look like for you?
1: So every day is different, again, depending on my schedule. Some days I'm in studio shooting at 6 a.m., which I don't prefer shooting like starting work that early however (laughs) it's not it's not a nice feeling but you know sometimes you can't help these things so I'm a a morning person I love all of my more my routine done for myself my self-care done in the morning because I feel I don't know I just feel like my creativity and my inner joy comes out to play most in that morning period so I love getting up first thing I do is get the kitties out of bed we have cuddles and then we go down all together and I have a long glass of water with lemon I put Dom in the pram and we get outside with our dog and just walk in the fresh air and because I have Dom and Simba our dog and I'm moving I'm practicing active meditation so I'm still moving but I'm still mindful so I'm looking at the sights and I'm listening to the sounds and I'm still really present and I'm, I'm just choosing not to think about schedules emails or plans. And then I come home and we have breakfast and start the day. That is an example of one type of meditation if I'm at home with the family. If I'm traveling for work and I'm alone in a hotel, I really utilize that time to sit in silence in a quiet room and just for 20 minutes before every day, find that time, whether it's getting up a little bit earlier, to just be still. My meditation sessions can look like anything from literally just deep breathing, inhale, exhale inhale exhale it could be I'm imagining a ball of energy starting on the top of my head cracking all over my body entering different muscle groups and just slowly melting away it could be I'm just imagining this internal fire growing inside of my chest and nourishing the rest of my body it's just I just sit there and think what do I feel like today and what does my body want And then I give it what it wants.
0: So important and such a beautiful way of honoring yourself and your body each and every day. I find for me, meditation is so much easier when I'm struggling, which I know is the exact opposite for a lot of people. But I find that when I start to feel the anxiety, when I'm feeling stressed, I feel more pulled to my mat. And it's when I'm feeling really good and inspired and creative that I'm like, ah, see a meditation. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's so true.
0: Are you somebody who prefers to meditate when things are going well or do you find that it's just part of your routine or do you turn to it when things are a little bit harder?
1: The second one, it's just a part of my routine. So I know that if I'm feeling stressed and overwhelmed, I've got to get, sit down and breathe and just close my eyes, even for five minutes, like 10 long, slow, deep breaths have such a powerful impact on the way the rest of the day turns out when I'm calm and I'm on holidays, I still meditate because I just know the amazing benefits I'm going to get from it. And that's, for me, a holiday is coming back feeling better than when I got there. And it's just a part of the schedule and what I do day to day. As I said, I wake up and it's like brushing my teeth. I would never leave the house without brushing my teeth. I would never leave the house without some form of meditation.
0: I love that. So ideally, say both of your kids are up. I'm really wanting some tactical advice here, Rach. So both of your kids still <laughs> sleeping. Obviously, you're doing your meditation by yourself, and you're getting up a little bit earlier than they are in order to do that and if they're awake there is no way I have a one and a half and a three and a half year old and there is no way they would let me sit with my eyes closed to meditating they'd literally both pulling my eyes open mommy 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 so that's where you're doing more of like a walking meditation with them just really being present in the moment going
1: through the five senses as you said any other tips correct That's exactly right. Going through those active meditation moments, putting them in the pram, waiting until they're they're in a space of quiet and calm. So, for example, I know personally my kids, when I feed them or after they've had a nap or a drink or something and they feel calmer and they're just playing quietly, that's a chance for me to just sit. I may not be able to close my eyes, but I can at least sit in our space, in our house or on our balcony, and still, just be mindful and present and breathe. I don't have to be in this state of legs crossed, arms out, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that that like monk style of breathing, etc. Or I'll wait for I'll wait for the time that I am alone during that day. So whether they Violet goes to school now, Dom's just started daycare uh, this week, so I get Mondays to myself. So my um, littlest, he's two, he naps from 12 to three. So I know that within those three hours, I get a really good chunk of time to include all the things I want to do in there, meditate, all my calls, my emails, etc. I just balance everything accordingly.
0: Amazing. Now, as somebody who is in health and wellness, a personal trainer, a health coach, model, on TV, can you tell me a little bit about the pressure that you feel in regards to your appearance and sort of like maintaining this fit body. And yeah, I mean, I just feel like there's so much pressure around this whole world. And I wonder if that's something that you feel.
1: Yes and no. I felt it a lot more when I was younger. And I definitely feel like it's something I've had to work on over the last 10 years, particularly perfect example is that experience that I went through when I was 18 and 19 and I felt like I needed to be 52 kilos and that was it that was how I booked jobs I knew my body looked a certain way when I was that weight and I was just I would do anything to maintain that weight I think as I've gotten older and grown and maturity has kicked in and I've not all the time I'm not that mature all the time but you know most of the time I like to think I'm an adult as I've grown and and I think the meditation and the ability to be grateful for what I've got in life has really opened my eyes to whatever I look like at this point in time is okay. I don't need to look a certain way in order to have people like me or have people's verification on me as a person. You know, I know that I'm nourishing my body. I know that I'm eating correctly. I know that I've got joy and Beautiful relationships in my life and so much love. I'm, my life is so full of beautiful qualities. And so I've just learned that I don't need that justification and verification from other people. So sometimes, yeah, you definitely feel like, Oh, that picture looks a bit, that shows like I'm not, you know, slim or it looks like maybe I, I look a bit overweight or I, my skin isn't perfect or whatnot. But I'm quick to just, like what we were talking about before, switching that mind mindset, I'm quick to adjust my mindset to an optimistic one and to one that has more belief and confidence in myself and where I'm at in my life. And I've learned to just not care at all, you know, and just go with the flow. And if someone is going to judge me for the way I look or because a picture doesn't look perfect, then and that's their problem, you know.
0: And honestly, you have nothing to judge yourself about. You're doing such incredible things in this world and making such a difference for so many women. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about your Body by Finch program and all the amazing things that you're up to right now with that?
1: Absolutely. So it's been a dream project for so long now. I grew up playing sport, and then I took a sharp turn and went into modeling and have sort of come full circle I as you said at the start I did Dancing with the Stars in 2009 and I met my husband on the show and I remember walking into that dance studio thinking oh my god he's he's got to be gay he's too perfect (laughs) and um he he wasn't gay which was great we fell in love (laughs) and we shared it was so funny but we shared the same passion which was Health, wellness, empowering people's lives, and and making a positive shift in other people's lives. So we actually started by opening a dance school, and we moved to another one and another one, and we just felt like we needed to, I guess, inspire people on a bigger, a greater level. So we, that's where Body by Finch was born, our online health and fitness program. So we have everything in there, workouts mainly at home because us mamas know what it's like with kitties. We de- we don't want to get in the car and have to drive to the gym and re-motivate ourselves and then drive all the way home. It's such a huge chunk of our life. And we've got meal plans for pregnant, non-pregnant, whether you want to maintain your weight, lose weight, we've got vegetarian, paleo, general plans. And we've also got the mindfulness and the meditations in there as well. So, We're really proud of of what we have. We've got a phenomenal community of women all around the world. We've recently actually just launched in America and just launched our app.
0: Right. (laughs) Well, everybody download that immediately. Honestly, the stuff that Rach is talking about is so, so important. And I love that you're taking a mind, body, soul perspective to this kind of work. If you had to describe what a body by Finch was, what would you say?
1: Oh. I think one, (laughs) it's a good one, I've never been asked this before, but it would be one that is just grateful, grateful for where she is and what she's been able to do in her life, where her body has taken her, what it's been able to do, and just grateful for what's about to come as well. Mm,
0: Beautiful. Well, I am so grateful that you took time to this conversation and that you showed up so honestly and you really you brought it raw you did so thank you thank you thank you for that Rachel is there anything else can we buy the BOD line in America in the US and Canada
1: you sure can beautiful so we ship worldwide Um, so wherever you're living, you can get the apparel and anyone can obviously subscribe to the program as well. Okay. And
0: where can people find you on social media?
1: I'm just Rachel, R-A-C-H-A-E-L underscore Finch.
0: Perfect. I think that is everything. We'll make sure that we link to all of those resources that Rachel mentioned in our show notes. That is it for this episode, everyone. But be sure to hit subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single show. If you like this episode, please take a moment to leave a review, take a screenshot and share it on social media tagging at Rob Beauty Talks. We'll be regramming your posts every week. As we wrap things up, remember your body is different than any other body out there. So as you listen to these episodes, keep tuning back into yourself to see what truly. Do you ever feel like you're struggling through motherhood? You're not alone. I'm Erica Jossa, host of the Momwell Podcast, therapist, and mom of three. Join me each Wednesday as I sit down with guests, including psychologists, pediatricians, psychiatrists, fertility specialists, lactation consultants, and more to unravel the myths of motherhood. With expert advice, practical tips, self-love, and some coping skills to help you along the way, you can become the mother you want to be. Listen to the MomWell podcast at momwell.com listen or on your favorite podcast platform.